ออนไลน์พอดแคสต์
definition of dinner. Like you know, for us, we say dinner. It has to be in the evening. I don't know whether that's true for other people or not, but that's that's usually. Oops, I just burped. That's usually typically the case for my family, or at least in Malaysia, we learn to say dinner as being the、uh, nighttime or the evening meal. And but for Thanksgiving, apparently a lot of people have Thanksgiving dinner at two o'clock.、Um, and we actually at four. So she came to visit, and maybe I should retweet and see if anybody、uh, is interested in, in coming to、uh, chat with me. Besides Andrew, which I appreciate.、Um, So, so she came over、uh, um, around four o'clock. So the plan was, I put the turkey in. You know, I always make the turkey. I really enjoy making the turkey, especially making it for somebody who would really appreciate it, which is Bruce.、Uh, so let me type this first. Let me type this. Let me pause the recording so I get. To, I can't double, double. I can't multitask. So let me pause for a little bit. You wouldn't even know about this when you're listening to this、uh, uh, in the recording. Okay, who cares?、Uh, I'm back. And、uh, so let's talk about turkey. So I always,、um, you know, I always enjoy making turkey for Bruce. And so we got a 17 pound turkey this year. Gorgeous turkey from Trader Joe's. And、uh, I really like Trader Joe's turkey because it's pre-brined and it's all natural, and we really enjoyed the turkey.、It、turned out really great. But this year our recipe is a little bit different. It, usually I brine my own brine my own turkey, but this year I actually bought it pre-brined, and in fact the recipe didn't even um didn't even <laughs> thank you Andrew you are awesome. <laughs> Uh, yes, I do. I don't know why I, I I wanted to post it differently on Facebook. I'm interacting with Andrew right now. <clears throat> Andrew said, "Why didn't you set Twitter to auto post to Facebook?" Which I do, but I wanted to put those, you know, like the special linky thing that you do in Facebook when you post the link, and then it will automatically turn into a clickable link thingy, which is mahuha. And so that there, and he also reminded me where I left off. Thank you so much. You are awesome. And so what I, what happened was I.、Uh, We decided it's an America's Test Kitchen recipe. I don't know whether it's America's Test Kitchen or、um, Cook's Country. I don't remember, but one of those. It is.、Um, you don't baste the turkey, but you kind of sort of baste the turkey, but you don't. You use slices, a quarter inch thick slices of、um, pork fat. <laughs> What is it called? Salt pork. And it is essentially bacon, just not smoked. And then you slap it, you you poke the turkey with the knife. I'm、um, a finger, a finger. Shit, I can't. It is kind of late.、Uh, you prick the turkey with forks,、uh, with a fork, and with、um, a fork on the meat, on the chest, and everywhere else. And then you slap those pork fat、um, or salt pork all over the top of the turkey. So essentially, it's covered up with. Oh, another person is listening. A second person is listening. Hello, welcome, second person. And so you slap those turkey. I like to. I like doing live show more than I do podcast. I don't know why, because I have interaction with it. That's much nicer.、Mm-hmm. And and I got sillier too. And so you put you the. Uh, salt pork on top of the turkey chest. <laughs> chest. Oh my gosh, I'm going crazy, girl. I think it's the medication. I am heavily medicated because I was so my I was so stopped up. So you slap those turkey. No, the see I can't move over that that face. <laughs> I'm stuck. 
Oi, ba- oh my, now my mom is calling. Now my mom is calling. Hang on just a second. I'm, I'm going to talk to my mom for a moment. I'm going to leave the recording on. She's calling me on FaceTime. Hello, Mia. What did lock him? What can you do? What can you do? What Oh, huh. okay, okay, bye. 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 <clears throat> My mom just called me on FaceTime. <clears throat> How cool is that? And so, uh, where was I? <laughs> oh, yeah, never move over the, the salt park over the turkey. And then you would soak a, uh, a piece of cheesecloth. You fold it into squares. Or you fold it into a, tri- uh, not a triangle. You fold it into a, a perfect square. And soak it in water. And then you put, drape the salt, <clears throat> the dampened cheesecloth over the meat. So, and then, you know, it's, so it's wet cheesecloth over the top of the salt pork. And then you would spread, uh, you would then uh, also put another layer of uh, aluminum foil over the turkey. And then you would bake at 350 degrees until the internal breast temperature reaches 140 degrees. We have a brand new, um, not brand new anymore, but we have a brand new for Thanksgiving, a new oven for Thanksgiving. <coughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, gosh. We have, a, we have a new oven for Thanksgiving. Oh, I should say this is the first um, Thanksgiving meal that I prepare using this brand new oven that I got. So... Um, so, uh, okay, okay, so, then <laughs> I got distracted by interaction also, and then, <clears throat> what am I talking about now? Oh, so, 140 degrees in the oven, well, uh, however long it takes, it took about four hours for me, that totally threw off the plan that I have had. I have, I have had planned to make the turkey up to the point where it's Wait until the breast meat reaches 165 degrees, pull it off the oven, have Bruce pull off the oven, and then by the time I come back, it will be rested and all. Uh, and while I run to the airport to pick up my friend. Of course, that didn't happen. Um, and luckily, I've gone through all the details with Bruce just in case something, if the timing is off, then at least I still get to, uh, you know, the turkey still gets cooked. And so um, I told him exactly how you know, all the process should be. I wish I was there, but, you know, too bad. But luckily he helped out. So that was, that was great. And so <clears throat> the worst thing is I was so hung up on wanting to get the turkey to 140 degrees and then remove all the foil and the salt pork and all that and put it in and crank it up to 425 and bake it for however long until the internal temperature becomes 165 that I kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And, um, you know, and I, you know, kind of sort of forgot that I have to go to the airport. So when I look at my clock, I was like, shit, I got to go to the airport to pick up my friend. And so I dashed out the door. Turkey's not ready yet. In fact, as I was leaving, I saw the internal temperature of the turkey is 130. So there's like 10 more degrees to go. I was like, screw it. I'm going to go to the airport and poor Bruce have to continue cooking the turkey. He didn't plan on doing that. I didn't plan on having him 
do the turkey, uh, finish up the turkey, but he had to, and he did a perfect job. So the turkey turned out amazing. It looked gorgeous. Um, I posted some pictures online, so I'm actually post some pictures for this particular show, so you can go to onlinepodcast.com and check out the show. Uh, well, check out, check out the picture on my website, onlinepodcast.com. And... And so I got picked up my friends. I was so late. I was probably 45 minutes late. The reason was I was already late to begin with for her arrival, original arrival at 2.35. And I left the house around uh, like 1.40. I was planning on leaving at 1.45, but I didn't get to leave until like 2, uh, 2 o'clock. And, and by the time I was on the road, I got a notification that her flight had already landed in Kansas City at 2.11. And I was still like, you know, on the on the road, uh, like quite a long ways away. So, and I have no way to communicate with her because she is from Singapore. She didn't have a phone and and so there. But anyway, she was there waiting for me. And luckily it wasn't too cold. She was so afraid and so worried that it's going to be too cold that um, she uh, was, you know, all prepared for the... Uh, the cold weather here and then it you know on thanksgiving day it wasn't all that bad so that's what we did and let me look um look in my interaction since i have for live listeners right now i have uh andrew talking about um how she would how he wishes that his mom would call him on facetime she still doesn't know how to use the ipad too i got her oh here's the thing though andrew um uh yeah, my mom is she's fairly adventurous, I have to say. She's fairly adventurous, but um the fact that when I was when she was here, well, when I was there actually, you know, I delivered the iPad 2 uh, a week after the iPad 2 was launched. I stood in line and bought it and then sent it well and then carried that with me back to her to Malaysia. And I actually did a lot of training when I was in Malaysia every day, so that really got her quite comfortable um using ipad so so that's that's how and uh and also the hush is responding he was listening in for a little bit but not anymore apparently uh, got lost there and uh, he said selamat petang dari singapura which is good afternoon uh from singapore ha huh. yes yeah, speaking of malaya remind me to tell you about my new podcast coming out next year in 2012 there are two additional podcasts, which I will tell you in a little bit. So let's go back to my Thanksgiving. And so uh, it was awesome. I'm so happy to see my friend. We had a great time, but there's a lot to do. Shopped a whole lot. Uh, we actually went to the uh, Kansas City... Uh, what is it called? Kansas City... Um, uh, lighting ceremony, thank, the plaza lighting ceremony for Thanksgiving. So we actually did that. I have not done that since I don't know when uh, because I don't like crowd. I always say I don't like people, but actually I don't like crowd. And plus it's usually very cold. But that night it was actually tolerable. It was actually quite comfortable. And so I took her out. She was, you know, it was cold, but she, uh, um, it was cold for her, but she enjoyed it, I hope. And uh, so that's what we did for Thanksgiving. Um, followed up, followed uh, up by a lot of 
visiting of stores, shopping, this and that. Now we have H and M, ladies and gentlemen. We do have our own H and M, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have to go to a different city to buy things anymore. You know, I'm cheap. I am especially cheap when it comes to trendy stuff, and I, you know, I'm kind of sort of trendy. I'm not that funky crazy, but I, I like to buy. Things you know, shop for clothing that is slightly more um, trendy than usual. I don't think I'm that crazy trendy. The reason why I said that was because this afternoon I was on Facebook and I was checking out, you know, Facebook stalking uh, my friends. And I guess it's not stalking for them, my actual real life friends, but I was just you know looking through the pictures and then I realized. You know, some of my friends, my same age, dress up really funky, and they look good. But they were—I totally wouldn't wear this uh, because I just feel like it. You know, even if I'm funky, I am—I try to make it appropriate to me. Whatever I do, wear skinny jeans, girl. And uh, <laughs> the thing is, I don't know how to stay warm wearing skinny jeans. You know, like skinny jeans is so tight, right? And I don't. Typically, I'm a wuss. You know, whenever it gets kind of like around the twenties, I would start wearing long johns, and I don't know how to wear skinny jeans with long johns. Maybe I have to start wearing uh, pantyhose, <laughs> which I've done before. When I was in New York one year, it was so cold. I didn't pack. Uh, you know, you walk a lot. You walk a lot in New York, and so. Oh, three people listening. Hi, three people. Uh, I don't know where you are. Maybe I should check Facebook and see if people are responding and talking to me or not. Maybe not. Um, so I I was saying, oh, oh, Aaron talked to me for a little bit too. Um, oh, what's, oh, no, no, it's not. Uh, anyway, so uh, that's one thing bad about doing a live show is I got distracted uh, what was I talking about? Skinny jeans. I was in New York. I w- it was so cold. I didn't pack long johns, and I went to a drugstore and bought uh, pantyhose. It's actually it works. I read it somewhere, and that's why I know it's not like you know. I would know out of nowhere. Um, so yeah. So why am I hearing click click? Am <laughs> I sorry? Uh, I'm so horrible. Anyway, uh, so. Uh, so that's Thanksgiving, and we have H and M, and what else I want to talk to you about? Oh, so um, tonight, I uh, well, actually, since yeah, tonight, yeah, I we decided to slowly start on Christmas decoration, and typically we have this three floating shelves in our living room. And I typically, we typically would, then uh, Bruce and I would put, pr- would, pr- would put uh, greenery, fake artificial greenery, but kind of realistic looking greenery over the three shelves, and then we will put um, those red um, hollies in uh, the the greenery, and then we'll put candles and um, spread the candles around, and that would be our decoration for the shelves. That I kind of treat the the shelves as the focal point of the room, so it's kind of like the, the big piece of decoration. But over the years, we have been collecting red candles and um, white 
candle votives and um, silver candle votives and red ones as well over the years. And uh, so we have quite a few now. So Bruce came up with this brilliant idea. I thought it was um, daring. And I was like, I don't know if I can actually get it done. Because he said, what if we don't use the green? We just put all candles. We have so many candles. And I was frankly, don't tell him that, but I was frankly a little bit skeptical about his idea. I was like, hmm, would this work? I just can't picture in my head. And I am I, I am a designer, but I, I typically want to get my hands wet before I know whether or not it would work. I am not one of those people that can... Sometimes there are things that you can just picture in your head, you know exactly how it's going to work, but that idea has to come from me. So if you say something, I have to be able to try to visualize how many things I have and also see how I can get that to work. And for stuff that I didn't think about, I didn't know how many candles we have and how many other uh, candle votives we have, I just couldn't, you know, confidently say, yeah, it will work. But I thought it was an interesting idea because we usually use the greens and this time we're not going to. It's exciting for me. So I just started putting the candles up, you know, very skeptical, but, you know, I was entertaining the idea. And so, and then it turned out really nice. At least I thought it's nice. So I'm, I'm going to post pictures of, of those as well. Uh, hopefully you'll get to see it as well on Flickr, um, which I've just renewed my membership. I don't know if you can tell me what other alternatives there are out there. I've been paying $24, $25 every year to get that renewed because I just have so many pictures on there and have links of pictures and kind of like, tied into it now you know um but if you have good ideas write me tell me online at gmail.com please that's my email and let me know and uh oh we have to do christmas cards still you know i'm not really a, i'm not a big christmas card person uh, but things changed since <laughs> two months ago and I'm, i am a christmas card person now. <laughs> i don't want to go into details <laughs> Why are there helicopters outside our house? Is this safe? I'm hearing helicopters, but we we are south of us is a hospital, so maybe that's maybe that's why. Mm, it scares me a little bit every time I think about that. Um, so I know we have two live listeners. I don't know who the other person is, but welcome. Uh, at some point there were like five. And uh, let me see, if you're on Twitter and if you're listening to this, um, and you are on Twitter and if you want to interact, like, um. Andrew, you can do so. But if you're listening to this not live, if you're listening to this just on um, the regular podcast feed, then uh, you don't, obviously can't uh, interact live with me. However, you can also... Um, do you hear that click, click, click? Do you, do you hear that? Let me... Oh. Let me see. Oh, it's from my microphone, damn it. So hang tight. I have no idea what just happened. Anyway, it seems like it's gone. And um, so uh, if you are just listening live uh, on the feed, or listening on the on the feed, you can email me on the gmail.com or simply just go, oh, you don't hear the click. Okay. <laughs> so maybe it's with my ear, Andrew. Thank you. Um, so... Uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, but 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 there's one other exciting thing that I want to talk to you about is that you guys know I also have a show. I also host a show and do a show with uh, a good friend of mine, um, Michael, uh, called Ding the Bell. And this for about a year now, I have listeners from Penang Hokkien, 
who are more comfortable or find it more enjoyable listening to content that's in Mandarin. Now, I don't speak. I speak Mandarin, but I'm not very good at it. You know, I I speak the Mandarin that like that is like, um, it is colloquial. It's it's not proper. Uh, if you pronounce it properly, I'm, the way I speak Mandarin is very Malaysian. You know, it's not at all glamorous. However, that's how I speak, and so I that's the only way that I would do it. And I don't know if there's actually any. I don't think I can carry, as sad as it may sound, but I don't think I can carry on a show um, speaking proper Mandarin. So, uh, so I just have been putting it off. But um, this weekend, as I was chatting with another podcaster friend of mine, who's in Malaysia, very talented guy, um, he has a podcast called Lonely Class, Lonely Classroom, and his the web address is lonelyclass.com, and also the same. Um, ID on Twitter, and he, uh, we became we started off as just listener and and um, and guests, you know, a listener and podcaster connect connection. That's how we get to know each other, and then we became friends. And so, and and he sort of looked up to me for um, podcasting tips and and sharing my experience and so forth. And so, uh, we have this great relationship and. Um, Chemistry as well. When we do a show together, it's awesome. It's fun, and so this weekend, as after we recorded a uh, his first his first his fourth um, anniversary podcasting anniversary show that he had me appeared on his show, and we I suddenly the idea came to me. He said, "Hey, remember we talked about we toyed about um, doing a Chinese version of Ding the Bell." So I thought, okay, that sounds interesting, and then. Just recently, I've been recording some crazy Malay recordings. Andrew, I don't know if you heard one of those recordings that I did. You know, I like to. I like. I used to be able to speak Malay fairly well, and I. I. You know, I haven't spoken Malay for how many years? Like sixteen years, and so uh, I have become rusty. And I kind of want to be able to get back into it again and speak uh, comfortably in Malay, and so. Um, I recorded a few funny recordings. It's just like really silly, really b- broken. I mean, essentially, it's natural for me, you know, because I'm silly and I, I don't speak very well. But at the same time, I I am not bashful <laughs> about butchering the language, and so it's fun for me. And then we came up with this idea: Why don't we branch out uh, from Ding the Bell and create even more versions of it? Call. Uh, the Malay version of Ding the Bell, and then the Chinese version of Ding the Bell, and then it dawned on me that I would just call it a different thing, like Ding the Bell in Chinese. Bell is Ling, and so we will call it Ding the Ling. And then there's also uh, the Malay version, which is Ding the uh, uh, Bell in Malay is Loching, and so we call it Ding the Loching, and so. It, that came up, and I, I was, you know, you know how busy I am already. But now that I have one job only, I might actually have time to be able to stretch that out. So, on Ding the Bell, you will still get the regular Ding the Bell, but uh, at the same time, I'm also branching out to two sister shows, uh, spin-offs essentially, 
uh, Ding the Loching and Ding the Ling. And you can also find these information on dingthebell.com, the website itself. On the right side, I list some information about the other two sister shows. And that we have our own Twitters now, you know, Twitter accounts now. Uh, at Ding the Loching and at Ding the Ling, and you can go there and interact with us. And the thing is, in Ding the Ling, I will only tweet in Mandarin. I will only write in Chinese, and then in Ding the Loching, I will only write in Malay. So I kind of like that, you know, revisiting of all the languages that I used to be able to speak and and communicate fairly well, and now I can't anymore. And I'm kind of looking forward to to that challenge. So, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> Andrew, I sure am busy. I don't know why though. You know, I only have one job now, and but it's I seem to be able to fill up my my day with things. I don't know what that is. Uh, like this week, the whole night, you know, the whole week is pretty much full. Oh, by the way, this Tuesday. This Tuesday, I'm going to the book signing, uh, Walter Isaacson's uh, book signing of uh, Steve Jobs' book, which I haven't finished yet. Gosh, I haven't had time. Uh, I haven't had time to read it. So don't tell me more about it, people. Uh, I know some people say it's good, some people say it's bad, but I kind of enjoy reading it. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Steve Jobs. I'm a big fan of his product and the way uh, I don't necessarily appreciate or, or enjoy some of his characteristics, you know, how he pushes people and all that. But I do um, see why he does that. I don't necessarily agree or appreciate how he does it, but I kind of see why he does that. So I appreciate that part of of his uh, personality. He was my boss for seven years, you know. I've never never met him. (laughs) And um, so... Uh, Andrew is saying I haven't heard it and I can't speak Malay anymore it's been too long yeah okay so Andrew you know exactly what I'm talking about so maybe maybe okay so I'm going to post this Andrew on my Twitter account I'm going to reply to that tweet I'm going to give you the link to um, that Malay recording that I was uh, referring to and perhaps you can uh, check it out and see if you can relate after this recording you can check it out uh, and uh, yeah, so that's that. Remind me if I if I forget it after the show, please remind me to send you the 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 link of my uh, my broken Malay. I, I shared that in one of my I shared it in, on Twitter. Um, and but you know you probably missed that. You know I'm sure you follow uh, more than me. And so, but uh, let's see, it's not on anywhere. It's just on my Penang Hokkien feed at. I probably should have put it on online, but um, I don't know. Maybe online listeners may not all understand Malay, so that's why I skipped that. Oh, and then, okay, so so that's Ding the Bell. But there's one thing that really, really touched my heart, and I'm going to play this in the background as I'm telling you, uh, describing to you what this video is. So I found this video through Rosie O'Donnell retweeted... Um, uh, what's that? That guy's uh, I forgot what's his his name now. Anyway, one of the Broadway stars retweeted this. It was this young kid. I don't know what eighth grade is. How old? Eighth grade is sixth grade is like twelve, right? Twelve, eleven, twelve, uh, thirteen, fourteen, maybe fourteen years old, and um, a gay kid, and he just played this song in the background. 
and showed his struggle of being bullied, being called names, and oh my gosh, it crushed me. I cried, and it's so sad. And 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 here's the thing: if you if you have children. Or if you know of people with children, who who may possibly be gay, this is what I have to say: Please make it comfortable enough, especially if you are not one of those crazy um, religious psychotic people. I, mean, I can't. I can't watch this. I'm gonna cry. He's crying, and, and oh, you it just it broke my heart. Oh my gosh, it's so hard to. To watch him, and it's so powerful, and I think it's he's so brave of him, and it's so creative of him uh, to be doing this. It is so powerful. You have to go check it out. If you go to onlinepodcast.com, I repo, I posted this on um, Facebook, but um, because it's not available for uh, your portable device yet, apparently, uh, what you can do is go to my website. And under this particular podcast is the uh, the post I I titled it "Parents, please don't let your children go through this," and it oh, it kills me. You know, it just like cuts this like razor cuts go through my heart as I'm watching his 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 tears fall from his eyes as he's talking about how people call him names and and uh, oh, just very painful to watch, and so. Uh, definitely go check that out. Share it with people. Tell your friends, especially if you know that they are not one of those ignorant or bigoted people, to let their children know early that it is all right to be gay or straight. It does not matter. This is what I feel. If you let your child, or if you Put your child in a position where they have to risk your love before they can come to you to talk to you about their sexuality or come to you to share their full self. Then you're really putting on this weight, this pressure on this kid unnecessarily. I think because you're putting this pressure on him or her that that you know, especially like I said, you are already accepting of that, but don't let your child. Have to even think whether or not it's safe for him or her to come to you to tell you that they are gay, or or uh, or being different, you know. But say it clearly. That's what I think. You know, say it clearly that you know we will love you, no matter whether you are straight or bi or gay or transgender. All those things make it very clear. If you are not one of those uh, people who would freak out, now. Sometimes, I think it is also very challenging for parents as well because no matter how open you are, now I I do know there are some people who are that open and that courageous and that loving to and also selfless to embrace their children completely as they are. I think there are people who are like that, and I've seen and witnessed those. And I, you know, it, it's it's perfect. It's 
it is an environment that all kids should be growing up in. However, most people aren't. Most parents aren't. And I know people that I know very well who know me and love me and know that I'm gay, accepted me as being gay, but at the same time, when it comes to their own children, they are not as open as I think they should be. So I am hoping that people watching that video would know how much your kid, your child is actually going through if you don't tell them clearly and simply that I will accept you no matter you are gay, straight, bisexual, transgender, as long as you are being who you are and um, embracing who you are. And here's the point that I was trying to make also. When we are talking about gay kids being bullied, a lot of other folks are saying, what's the difference? You know, what's the difference between, you know, bullying is bullying. It doesn't matter whether or not somebody, people is, is uh, being bullied, bullied because they are gay. Yes, to a degree, but no, mostly no. And I'll tell you why. Because when a gay kid is being bullied, if he or she grows up in a family, not only growing up in a family who is very ignorant or bigoted, you know, in an environment, maybe religious or culture back, cultural background that caused them to be unsafe or uh, the children wouldn't think of coming to parents when, when they're being bullied, being called names. Uh, called being you know called gay fag and so forth and so if if that is the case how do you expect the child to turn to someone to tell that someone that they are being bullied and if they don't have a safe place to go if they don't have if they are not comfortable talking to teachers don't you think parents should be the first group of people that these kids can comfortably go to when they're being teased that way. And what if, you know, there are a lot of parents who are, you know, would say, I'm sure fathers especially say, you got to tough it out. You know, you, you got to be tough. But that is being unfair. You know, you're not thinking from the, the kid's standpoint, from the, the kid's point of view. And uh, yeah, and, that, and hence it's different when you are gay and being bullied. And if you know that you are gay and when you're being bullied, you are less likely to go to your parents because you can't, because you might not want to risk losing your parents by telling them that you are gay. So you have this, uh, you know, an, an additional hurdle that straight people don't think about sometimes. You know, they think about bullies, being bullied, it's the same. No, it is not the same. You don't, you have, if let's say a straight kid got bullied, they can go to their parents and say, they bully me because you don't have to worry about your being gay part. And if a, a gay kid got bullied and you already self-conscious and worried that if your parents find out you're gay, they might you know disown you or whatever, then you have this extra hurdle. And therefore, I believe that's why children 
gay children have have a much higher suicide um, tendency than straight kids because they don't have that one extra hurdle. So that's that, and that's my soapbox. I'm I'm gonna step out down of that soapbox and tell you it is different. And I hope I'm going really everywhere now, but I and I hope that if you listen to this, if you are a gay kid. And doing what I'm doing, even though it's not important, uh, I don't do the show as regularly as I want to. But you never know that one gay child may be listening to the recording and realize that it is completely and utterly and totally all right to, to be gay, even if you don't dare to tell your parents yet. It is perfectly all right, and. Don't listen to other people because you know very well that if you have a choice, why would you choose a harder road to walk compared to all your straight peers? So I know, and you should know that it is not a choice. The feelings that you have, you have, and you've been having for a while, you know it's not a choice. You've tried to change, right? You have tried. Like when I was younger, I pray that I would be different. I used to go to church. I go to novena on Saturday to pray to be different, to pray so that I can be like everyone else. That I don't have to worry about this feeling that I have for the same sex. That the environment that school and church taught and give a label. And a connotation that being gay is bad. Even kids today, I know firsthand, like kids today, teenagers today, still feel. You would think that with the society and the newer society and the exposure of gay people and personality everywhere, it would be a lot easier for people to come out. Not necessarily, because I do know that gay people are. Uh, gay teens are still struggling because they are afraid that their their parents would disown them. Um, so, struggle is still there. Lots to do, uh, but that's why. No matter how busy I am, no matter how crazy my schedule is, every now and then I feel like I'm giving a voice to that gay person who is fairly well balanced. <laughs> Uh, fairly successful, as you, uh, as uh, I may say so myself. You know, I have a very balanced life. You know, I have a career. I have a fairly successful career, and I have a a hobby that I do. You know, I love podcasting, and I, 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 I have a fairly good life. And I am gay, and I have a partner for fourteen years. We've been together. We've been very loving, and. One of the nicest things that that sometimes in in my relationship with Bruce is, you know, fourteen years later, we cherish that little things that we do together. You know, decorating the house together for Christmas. Um, we cherish those little things, and we still are. We don't do it publicly, especially for him. He's very private, and he doesn't like to show emotion out in the public. For me, I don't care, girl. Um, but. It, when we're together, especially he, we have this 
which is actually kind of nice because if we do it in public, people will probably throw up. Uh, but we we are still very sweet to each other, um, and that is very precious for me. So it is possible. It is possible to find love if you're gay. If it, it is possible to have a successful career. So if you think about, I have thought about, even though I have not actively pursue it, I have thought about suicide. Just thought about it. Never really think about. A plan to kill myself, but there were times when it's so so you felt so lonely, and nobody else understood you. People around you, whether or not they know that you are gay, are talking bad about gay people, and then you suddenly pull yourself back. You know, it's like, oh shit, 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 shit! I can't say anything about that to any any of the people, especially the ones you love. Like if you hear negative things from your parents, then you're like, shit, you know. I, What's going on? If once if they find if they talk bad about the neighborhood kid, you know how are they going to accept me? So parents, be careful of what you say. You know you will not know whether or not your child is gay. You don't want to put them in that position to have to worry about that. So that's that, and I hope I hope that you will uh, um, come back next week and listen to more online. As I am wrapping my Sunday down, wrapping it up, and uh, have a crazy week. And uh, if you want to get in touch with me, you can uh, follow me on Twitter, twitter.com/slash/johnong, or at johnong on Twitter. And you can also uh, email me onlinegmail.com. Actually, call me two o something. <laughs> it's so long. Wait, let me go find that. <laughs> It's not 206, is it? It's like 960. No, what the hell's my number? 92. <laughs> Sorry. 920 iPhone 1. 206 was an old number. 920 iPhone 1. 920 iPhone 1. You can get in touch with me. Um, communicate with me. Talk to me. Okay? And otherwise, I'll see you on Facebook or somewhere else. You know, Twitter. Plus, uh, Google+. Plus. Okay? And I hope you have a wonderful week ahead and have a great holiday season coming up. And I'll talk to you next week, maybe, if I have time. If not, then the following week or whatever. Or the next time I talk to you. Okay? Don't forget to smile. Don't forget to smile, ladies. Bye. <laughs>